Maybe we should have started with this um, uh, four weeks ago. Um, just a word of introduction. Um, even though it's kind of foreign and uncharted territory for me, I assume for others here as well, um, we've been dabbling and um, exploring um, the Torah of Rabbi Nachman uh, from Breslov, learning the Kute uh, Maran, um, with the intention of hopefully gleaning unique um, um, and uh, insightful lessons uh, and teachings that could um, perhaps expand and energize our Avodah Hashem, which is a you know uh, ongoing and lifelong um, process. Um, his thoughts, his writings are a curiosity for many, myself included, um, but there are a few barriers uh, to entry. Um, his language uh, is dense, it's, um, it's uh, cryptic, and a lot of times symbolic, um, and even the concepts are um, lofty and sui generis. Even amongst Chesidah Shesvarim, it's, it's, it's kind of, it stands alone. It's somewhat unique and different. Um, and because of that, it makes it you know, harder to kind of uh, break in. So that's why we haven't been learning it um, inside. Um, hopefully, you know, afterwards, if a person wants to look at it inside, you'll, you'll see where we were coming from. Um, but instead of learning it inside, because there's a lot of digressions also and um, kind of side points um, that make it hard to get the main message, what I've been trying to do is introduce it, um, contextualize it, um, explain it, but really distill it and summarize into kind of like uh, the general theme, the general nugget, which can hopefully um, we can take away. So I apologize, you know, it's, uh, this is kind of new area for me too, so I apologize if there's something that's, uh, that's kind of, um, it's a learning curve for me also, so I apologize if that's, uh, a- any unclarities or kind of rephrasing that happened is uh, because of my own um, kind of process of going through this also for the first time. Um, we, the last time uh, we spoke about the connection between Talmud Torah and Tefillah um, and what each one kind of contributes to the other, and perhaps a united theme that emerges from both of them together, um, in the second Torah, in the Kutumayran, Rabbi Nachman comes to a similar conclusion, a similar punchline, but from an entirely different uh, angle. So maybe we'll start with a few other sources where you know, he assumes that you kind of know before he even gets, gets started. Uh, and concepts we've discussed before, but the Pasuk tells us in Parashat Vayechi, when Yaakov Avinu gives Shechem to Yosef, Shechem, I conquered with my sword and with my uh, bow. Sigmar comments to himself as Baba Basra, do you think Yaakovinu had a sword and a bow? The Pasuk says in Sefer Shayo, I don't trust in my sword and it's not my bow that saved me. Rather, it's referring to Tfila and Bakasha. Tfila and Bakasha. Keshes, Milosh and Bakasha. And the Cherev is Tfila. If that's what it's referring to, just say that. Why does, the, why does it say Bechar Bivakashti? Just say, with my Tfila and my Bakasha. So Marshaw explains that it's because the Umas HaOlam have physical weapons. Esav has a Cherev, a Char B'chatichya. Yishmael has a, uh, he's an archer. He has a bow and arrow. A hero Vekashas, the Paschim Parashas Vayera. So each one of them has a Cherev and a Keshes. What does Klausel have to counteract these things? What we have is Tfila. What we have is Bakasha. So these are our clay Zion. Rabbeinu Bakya notes in the Baruchas that Yaakovinu gives to his children, all the letters of the Alphabet are mentioned, all of them. He gives them all the Baruchas from Aleph to Tav, with the exception of one letter. Zion is missing, because our clay Zion is not something Yaakovinu gave to his children. It was the Tefillah that we have between us and HaKadosh Baruch But the Gemara mentions two parts of the Tefillah. There's Tefillah, 
and bakasha. Those are two separate things. There's the shevach, the praise that we offer in tefillah, and then there's the bakasha, the request that we want from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This, These two elements of tefillah are mentioned in the Gemara in Brachis. The Gemara says in Brachis, A person should always structure his tefillah such that first he offers the tefillah, the shevach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, yeah, and then then he asks for the things that he needs from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So first is the shevach, the psukah, the zimah, the first three brachas, the shevach, the shevach, afterwards comes um, the bakasha. And the Gemara says that was the pattern that was followed by Meish Rabbeinu. Meish Rabbeinu at the beginning of Parashas Vazchan, and he says, "Hakadosh Baruch Hu Ata Hachiloisa LaHaros Es Avlochas Godchas Yevcha Chazaka." Hakadosh Baruch Hu just started to see, I just started to see your greatness and your mighty hand. And then after he prays the Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he says to him, "Ever Nove Eretz Haaretz Hatoyva." Hakadosh Baruch Hu, let me now enter into Eretz Yisrael and see and enjoy this good land. So first, Meish Rabbeinu prays the Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Then he asks for that which he needed. The Gemara says, really based on the pasuk of Malachim, Lishmaya El Harina Vilatvila Rina Zutvila. Um, uh, tfila zubakasha. Yeah, okay. Two parts to tfila. There's the, the shevach, and then there's the bakasha. So Benachman, in the second Torah, um, notes that which is explained by many, that tfila is the essence of what a human being is all about. It keeps us alive. The Pasuk says, Ve'yipach ba'apav, ruach nishmas chayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu breathed life into the nostrils of Adam Arishan. We have two nostrils, he says. One for shevach, one for praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and one for bakasha. One for asking for that which we need from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because the only way we are able to stay alive is through tefillah. We've mentioned before, he doesn't mention this, that in the letters of the word Adam, if you spell them out, Aleph is spelled Aleph Lamed Pei, Dalet is spelled Dalet Lamed Tav, Mem is Mem, another Mem, Mem, Mem. So the letters that are visible are Aleph, Dalet, Mem. The letters that are not visible, in the Aleph is a Lamed and a Pei, and the Dalet is a Lamed and a Tav, and the Mem is a Mem. Those hidden letters spell Mispalel. What keeps us alive is our tefillahs, that's the Yipach Ba'ap of Ruach Nishmas Chaim. Two nostrils, because you need both. You need both. Our lifeblood, our, our air, our oxygen is Shevach and Bakasha. And the two have to work together. He cites the Pasuk and Sefer Tehillim, and this is the crux of the teaching at the beginning, is that the Torah describes V'cherev Pifiyos Biyadam. That in our hand, we had a double-edged sword. Our sword is what? What's Bechar Bi Uvekashti? Zutfil and Bakasha. It's double-edged. Why is it double-edged? Because there's two parts to tefillah. There's the shevach, and there's the bakasha. But says the Nachman, if a person is zeichet to this, even if he has these two elements to tefillah, you have to be careful that they be equal, that they be balanced. That Because, in fact, they're not two separate streams in tefillah. One informs the other, and one counterbalances the other. So he says, if you have this double-edged sword, you can get hurt in either direction also. You can cut yourself with either direction. There's no side that's safe. Because if you sway or veer too far to one side or the other side, you could end up hurting yourself. How so? How so? so what he means is, if a person has, let's say, too much shevach. What is shevach? The component of two of shevach. I praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What am I praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu for? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you've taken care of me. You've created a perfect world. I have everything that I need. If I don't have it, I don't need it. Now, if you emphasize shevach too much, what does that lead a person to do? Not daven. What's the purpose in davening? I mean, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is perfect, everything that he created, he is perfect, but he, my existence is perfect, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, is great. So then, I have everything that I need. Why would I ask for something else? If I don't have it, I obviously don't need it. So shevach leads a person to not daven if you emphasize shevach too much. If you emphasize bakasha too much, it also leads a person 
to not daven. Why? What is it? What is bakasha? If you emphasize bakasha too much, which is sometimes what happens with little children, we train little children, we condition them. The what tefillah is about is a transaction. What all of Torah is about is a transactional relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Right? Hashem has stuff. I want stuff. If I do mitzvahs, I get that stuff. Right? That's really what it's about. That's how, that's how it works, right? And we train little kids like that. You do what you're supposed to. You get a ticket. You get a prize. Um, if you don't, you don't. And kids grow up with that, you know, that theology of a transactional relationship um, with a Kaddish Baruch If a person only thinks in those terms that I have that kind of transactional relationship with a Kaddish Baruch what happens if I've asked for the same thing twice? I asked for it already. Are you going to ask for it again? We start running into problems when I have this kind of relationship. Well, Akadosh Baruch I'm pressing the button. I'm asking for things. I'm doing what I'm supposed to, and Hashem's not delivering. So what does that lead me to do? Either to have Yeyush, Akadosh Baruch forgot about me. I'm angry with the Rebbe so I'm not going to dive in. Or Akadosh Baruch I asked already. Why do I have to order the same thing twice? I don't need two of them. I just need it once. So if a person emphasizes Bakasha, the transactional side of the relationship too much, it also leads him not to daven. So what do you need? You need both. You need to have that balance. If you veer to one direction or the other, you're going to end up in trouble. You need to understand that I have to ask a Kaddish Baruch for that which I need. It's the only place I can get it. But at the same time, Kaddish Baruch has a plan. It's not going to arrive necessarily on my timeline. A Kaddish Baruch is running everything. There's an order to this. Yes, a Kaddish Baruch is taking care of me and it's perfect. And if, you know, I, I, if I need it, a Kaddish Baruch will make sure I get it by the time that I need it. But that doesn't exempt me from my requirement to ask. So the Bakasha and the Shabbat feed off each other and they have to be perfectly balanced. You need that equilibrium between the two in order to be successful. So it's a cherif. Huh? It does, it's very good. It's, it's tied to Shabbat. It's tied to Shabbat. It's tied to Shabbat. But those two components, anyway, those two have to be in balance. If they're not in balance, one person could run into a problem. We'll see, Mir Tashem, he's going to blow up the whole thing and say the balance of actually the two leads me to a third place in Tefillah, which is an entirely new perspective. We'll get to the next time.